Biu. 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 It's that time again. It's the Brass Tax Podcast. Episode 38. Feeling great. Or as great as we can feel. We're your hosts, Rick and Adam. My name is Rick. Don't get sick. <laughs> That's Adam. And we're rhyming. Spitting a few bars before we get into this episode, apparently. We're still living under the uh, under the looming uh, coronavirus, as it were. All this fun shit going on around us. Still bringing you guys to the show, though, because we will not be stopped. They will not take us out of the game that easily. Yeah. I just think of that Shia LaBeouf thing he was doing. Remember, like, oh yeah, he will not divide us. (laughs) (laughs) But refer it to like the virus. Yeah. Shia LaBeouf. He was just on a tear, man. He was yelling in people's faces. He was like, he was like, I mean, he was essentially assaulting people. That's what he was doing. Yeah. That I dude. Mean, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, he's just trying to be a tough guy, dude. Oh, well, yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing. You can't you can't roll around being tough with the name Shia. Isn't it Shia? No, it's Shia. Shia oh, LaBeouf. Or LaBeouf. Oh, Shia Shia, okay. Yeah. yeah it's, it, I mean, see, exactly, right? You have to, like, say it a couple of times, and you're like, wait, what the fuck? You're not, gonna, you're not yeah. taking any shit off of that guy. No, no, no. I mean, whatever. Yeah, great. You maybe you've been some good movies and stuff. I mean, that's the thing too. You can't take away from his uh, his skill as an actor because, like, we all like to hunker back and make fun of him for the even Steven shit. But like, he was a kid then, you know. I mean, you saw him in Fury. You saw him in um, that. What was that one movie where? I mean, it was still kind of hacky, but like the movie where he's still he's like in his late teens and he's got the creepy neighbor. And the neighbor's always doing weird shit. Oh, yeah. And he's on house arrest. Yes, yes. And so he can't leave his, like, yeah, his yard, basically. Yeah, yeah, I remember, dude, that movie freaked me out when I saw it, dude. I, I used to, like... Your movie. So the thing is, is, like, the older you get, you know, you don't really fall for... or a lot, I feel like a lot of people, you stop falling for the same old, like, horror bullshit, like, that they try to throw you with the jump scares and stuff. Um, jump scares. Dude. yeah like they try to hit you with all this edgy shit but like that movie like all right so those horror movies never really fucked me up like when i was a kid of course you know like sense sense that that scared the shit out of me for a while but like other than that it wasn't plausible and like it just didn't get me like that but this movie freaked me out because it was plausible because like you know there are creeps out there that do weird creepy shit oh they're out there dude yeah so i mean that's that yeah a, it adds the reality that's the bizarre yeah you like you want to just believe that that only exists in like fiction you know right and the thing is is like well is it art imitating life or is it like imitating art it well exactly i would say i would argue that it's the first but um but the thing is is like you know i um i get it you know there's no jason and and michael myers and all this other shit there's some bad motherfuckers but there's like this weird supernatural element to it that just takes away from the reality. And it's just like, eh, you know, I'm still going to watch it. Like, like Halloween, the Halloween movies are my shit. I'm, I'm never going to not see them. But as in terms of whether or not it's actually scary, I mean, it's not scary at all. I think, I think Rob Zombie did the best job with the Halloween series in terms of making it a little bit more realistic. And I don't know if that had to do with the fact that he 
humanized Michael Myers more, like kind of like gave you an insight into his development as a psychopath and shit like that, or if it was just the the gratuitous violence that made it seem more real. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, no, you're right, but I don't think that, yeah, no, you're probably right. Actually, you're probably super right that it was just a conglomeration of the, the violence and just sheer, like, ruthlessness of the violence. That True. Appealing. Yeah, like, it wasn't like the first I one mean, where the camera cuts away a lot. You're seeing this dude yeah. fucking beat someone to death or stab someone to death repeatedly. You know, and I mean, as time goes on, the special effects get more and more realistic. So, I mean, they're going to be able to add that element of reality to it in one in one uh, facet or another. But I will I will tell you this. If you have Netflix at this moment, you want a scary movie, dude. It's so this mom and her son move into this house that like her sister is like the selling agent or something or it's maybe she has the house and it's being sold Mm -hmm. so they're just gonna have to live in there and while there's like open houses and stuff right to see who wants to buy it and man that one is fucking nuts dude is it well can you give like a little rundown without spurling it in terms of like what happens in turn like i want to know what the creepiness is it's it's hard to explain. It, there's a guy that it well you don't ever really know who it is. They don't ever explain that. Oh what? It's like open ended. Well yeah, but there's you know they they've had these open houses so people you know come in and look at the houses and stuff. And there's been people that are like oh you know kind of suspicious I guess. But yeah, you never really know. But this guy, this killer obviously is like in the basement for quite, I don't want to give too much away, but somehow he gets under there and like turns off like hot water and Oh, he's like, he's like a cunty serial killer. And this like lasts like for like a week or so. And then there's finally, like, you just got to watch it. That's a scary movie. What's the movie watch. called? The open house. Oh, okay. On Netflix. And in here we have the master bedroom. He's dead. <laughs> <laughs> There's just yeah. a chalk outline in the walk-in shower. No, I'm just saying it's something. To take. Yeah, I would. I'll check that out. Another one I saw recently that I mean, this isn't as much of a uh, horror as much as it is just kind of like a a cycle. Like it's like a it's like kind of a, just a mind fuck movie. But um, the parasite. It's this Korean film that mm-hmm. won a yeah, ton of I've awards. Seen it. Yeah, won a bunch of awards uh, this year. But yeah, so good, it. so good. And it's, you just don't, you just don't see it coming. You know what I mean? It's one of those movies where like, no matter how intuitive you are, you're not going to guess what goes on in this film. You're not going to be able to guess the next step, the next move. Uh, There's, there's so many twists and turns that like when, when you start hitting the, when the, when the movie starts hitting its stride and you start getting to these points in the film, um, Mm. there's so many twists that like, as they're happening, you're like, there's no way they're going to go beyond this. This is the grand crest of the movie. Fucking wrong. They, they hit you in the gut every, like every like 15 minutes or so. There's some development that you're just like, what? And then just the people's mentality and the conversations they're having with each other and with themselves, like the internal dialogues. It's just, it just, just suffice it to say it revolves around this family that is, Every, every single member of this family is a bag of shit. They are fucking terrible people. And 
they have semi good intentions and you find yourself rooting for them. Like you'll root for them in a, in a couple of different instances, if not the entire movie. But I found myself doing that. And by the end of the movie, when I was kind of just taking it all in and thinking about how, like I wanted this, this family to succeed, I was like, what is wrong with you? You sociopath. These people are fucking monsters. They're just ghouls. And they're, I just, I, you have to see it. It's, it's totally worth the watch. Yeah. I heard the ending's pretty crazy. It's like I said, unfathomable. You just, you never know what's going to happen. It's, it's the weirdest shit, man. I'm, I'm glad I saw it because I, I rarely give movies like that a chance, you know, especially when they win a ton of awards. I know that generally in filmmaking and in art in general, when you get an award or some stupid shit like that, it's, it's a very superficial, um, endeavor, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, dude. But I mean, right? you get very skeptical when you see. Oh, this booby won this, this, and this award. You're like, oh man, that means it fucking sucked, probably. Exactly. You know, there's a bunch of bureaucracy that goes into who gets awards versus who doesn't, and that's been a, that's been an age old thing in Hollywood. But mm -hmm. I have to say, this was a rare occasion where, like, I'm I'm super glad that I uh, I watched it because it. I mean, it whatever award it won, I don't know, I don't care what it was, they deserved it the time and the effort and the just the thought that went into this fucking movie like you have to be a real sick bastard like whoever wrote this needs to be checked up checked up on pretty regularly it could be like some kaczynski guy it's that crazy yeah yeah to think up something like this and to develop the characters as in-depthly as they did it's you're a fucking psychopath i'll have to watch it yeah man trust me i i, I wanna i'm interested we should we should uh you should watch it this week that way we can talk about it again next week i'll rewatch it too because it's definitely it's one of those movies it's like i i equate it to uh once upon a time in hollywood like that has a re, uh, it has a real rewatchability, and regardless of it being you know three hours or whatever the fuck you can just skip to these these crucial points in the movie and get the gist of what's going on. And they're all hilarious. Like there's so much hilarity in that movie. And it's the same thing with the parasite. Like there's a lot of funny, funny moments followed up by like, you're just like, you can't believe that you were just laughing a minute ago. <laughs> it's like goes from that to like pretty dark then you're saying. Or? Oh fuck. Yeah, dude. Like in several different ways, it, it hits you. Th this movie covers the entire emotional spectrum, dude. Like it hits you in a bunch of different ways. Really? Yeah, man. I'm, I was impressed. It's one of those movies where, like, all the way through, it's a perfect movie. I was impressed. Um, Can you watch it on Netflix now, or? I think, I think it's on Hulu. Which, if you don't have Hulu, I can share my uh, login to you or with you, and you can jump on there. But actually, wait. I think if you have Disney Plus, you should have Hulu as well. What's the movie called? Uh, the parasite. But sticking in, uh, sticking with the theme of people hiding in houses. Actually, this kind of ties into the uh, the first article so, yeah. of bad news I have. Yeah, sorry, you're right. It's only yeah, it's on Hulu. Yeah, I know. That's why I fucking said it. <laughs> well, I've got some good news and some bad news. What's the bad news? Okay, give me the bad news. What's the bad news? They're dead. <laughs> this whole thing fucking sucks. I mean, this is the biggest problem. All right, so we got a Washington man accused of hiding for a month in the bedroom of a 12-year-old Oregon girl and sexually abusing her. So this is every parent's nightmare, um, every child's nightmare. 
and everyone's nightmare that's scary dude yeah this kind of sticks in the theme of people hiding in houses and shit like that and see this is why this is why these movies are so fucking terrifying because this is the reality of like a horror movie in my opinion this is probably the um you know you're at the precipice of the extent to which horror can reach you know to be to be violated in your own home that's so dehumanizing and you're never going to get that feeling back no matter where you move no matter how secluded you are like that that part of your life's over yeah and that guy should be put away i mean he should be killed well yeah they ought to they ought to get fucking uh pancakes house from fargo to feed his ass into a wood chipper Let's see. So, oh, okay. So, and this dude's fucking. This is just a creepy younger guy too. On yeah, Wednesday, he's twenty one. On what? Yeah, I was getting to that. On Wednesday, twenty one year old Zacharias Adrian Cavasso's defense lawyer, wait, defense lawyer Thomas Price convinced a judge to release his client from custody as he awaits trial to a clean and sober house in Aloha under GPS monitoring and curfew. The house is called Free on the Outside. So, okay, so they're trying to get this 21-year-old butthole into a sober house. So they're going to use the the substance abuse um, defense, which, dude, you and I, I mean, you and I, we've taken our minds to the extent of what a man can in terms of, like, drug and alcohol abuse. We've not once ever looked at each other and been like, hey, you know what? Let's go sexually assault someone and hide out in their house for a month. Yeah, that person needs to go to jail, you know, not some sober living place. That's a it's a child. Exactly. Well, that's the issue. Is like the yeah. what state is this? It says Aloha, so I'm guessing it's somewhere. Oregon. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Doug. Jesus Christ! Oh, I read that. Yeah. I yeah, Oregon girl. <laughs> I read the. There's two fucking states, and I read it at the beginning of the article, and I'm over here like, oh, I wonder where they are. Fucking idiot, dude. This is why we're never going to be shit. And fucking <laughs> but okay, let's see. Um, a 21-year-old man who met a 12-year-old girl on social media. See, okay, this is another problem. Is accused of sexually assaulting her for a month after moving into her bedroom and hiding beneath her bed and in the closet to elude her grandfather. Zacharias Adrian Cavazos traveled from Washington to Oregon and clandestinely got into the girl's bedroom, hiding in a cavity under the bed after removing slats that hold the mattress. Dude. Dude, this is this is fucking nuts. So, I mean, all right. So, obviously, this girl lives with her grandfather. I'm assuming that because they didn't include any parents. Like, this guy's probably pretty old, pretty easy to, you know, get one by. And, again, parents, I, I'm sick of hearing the excuse, oh, you know, you can't monitor everything they do online. Yes, the fuck you can by not being such a huge pussy and limiting the screen time and being there for the kid's screen time. I'm sorry, a 12-year-old's going to give you a ton of sass and they're going to give you a bunch of shit and maybe that's not what all the other parents get to do or what maybe that's not what all the other parents are doing, but all the other parents can worry about a fucking dick going into their kids while you're sitting at home, you know, with an ease with an ease at mind, you know, you're fine. You're in a Zen like state because you know, no one's fucking your kid. Mm. Yeah. A hundred percent, dude. It's fucking, you have to be in this technology era, dude, you got to be on your kids. Like, you know, you're doing Rob Lowe's all the time. <laughs> yeah. You got to be on your kids. Right, Adam. 
Uncle Paul's over here. Yeah, yeah, you can give him a little screen time. Tell, <laughs> tell him to tell him to take the slats out from under the mattress and let you crawl in. <laughs> but that but that guy has to be fucking insane, dude. Exactly. And I mean, dude, okay, so I like I was saying before, um obviously they're going for the stupid um substance abuse issue, but this dude didn't drive that distance and conceive of all of this and plan all of this. Wait, what what substance abuse issue? He was in her room for a month. Well, that's what I'm saying, but they're trying to get drugs? No, no, no. The attorney is trying to have him remanded to a sober living establishment, so you can only assume that they're trying to tell the the prosecution that he has some sort of substance abuse issue that he needs to get help for. Like that's going to be their defense. They can't plead insanity well, right. and they that's can't That's what I'm saying though. Like he obviously doesn't cuz he lived in a month in a room. Oh, yes, yes. Fucking crazy. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And that's the problem. And I feel like any judge is going to see right through this, but I mean, we've seen cases like this go mishandled for years. You never know. Yeah, and that's the sad thing. Anything involving a kid, it should be so open and shut, especially in an instance like this. But unfortunately, um, things like this still slip through the cracks. And it, especially if this guy's family has money or something like that, like we all know, money will buy your innocence. That's the that's the case again and again in America and, and the world over, I would say. Um, if this guy's family is wealthy and they can afford to, uh, to drag this out or to, to really get this guy the type of defense that he needs and shit like that, obviously he'll probably be remanded to a stupid sober living house. I mean, we look at how the Catholic church, uh, operated. This is kind of how people with money operate. You know, you just, you move them around, you know, they'll have them, he'll probably relocate if he gets out, you know, he'll do his stupid, um, he'll do his stupid, uh, probation, whatever he has to do. But then guys like this, they just move to another area. Just like a yep. fucking priest, they just throw them somewhere else, and they're like, "All right, well, we'll just, oh, you know, dude. we'll it wait like it out." With the priest, dude. it was just. I feel like that's that how a... they all operate, though. That's how all pedophiles operate. They just fucking like they know that eventually they're they're gonna get caught, and they're gonna do their best to try to get on some probation or some like stupid thing. Most of these guys are on a list as it is, and they just jump around, jump, jump, jump around. Well, it's just. I mean, it almost seemed. <laughs> yeah, that was. Whoops. <laughs> wasn't good. But yeah, it just like with the church, like the Catholic Church is like. It seemed like there was more dudes, these priests, more priests fucking kids than there wasn't. Yeah, that well, that's the real problem. Is that it? I mean, it probably was like that. I mean, look at the. I don't think we're talking one percent. No, it seemed no. like it was more than that. You know what I mean? Like absolutely, and I believe that too. I I believe one hundred percent that it's probably I, if you don't if you're not into fucking kids and stuff like that, you're probably in the minority in terms of what the Catholic Church um, allows to go down. I mean, because think about it: if you're just a regular ass dude, you know you're not going to have a normal relationship in your life, and this is the one your one sexual proclivity that you just have to engage in. Obviously, you're gonna look you're gonna look for something that will sustain your life while also opening the door to children and shit like that. And of course, you know, a, a, I think a dead on a dead on route to go would be, you know, the priesthood because of how you've seen them handle it historically. They just move these people around, they allow them to commit these offenses, they never chase down the leads and they just move you around. So why wouldn't you go into the priesthood if you're a seething pedophile and that's all you're looking to do? Right, it's a fucking magnet, dude. Yeah, it's like all these other it's a fucking magnet. 
It's like look at Nickelodeon, it, it, all these, all and look at Disney. Like all these companies have had these like sexual uh, misconduct claims against them, and it's all these guys who were looking to. And I, I do feel like maybe in those instances, like you know, the pedophiles are probably the minority in those instances, just because there's so much happening at once that like. You know, if the, if it was more than if it wasn't the minority, um, then it would just be happening a lot more or being reported on a lot more. But then again, who? What the fuck do I know? Because, like I said, these people with money and these people with uh, influence, I mean, you they can crush you with their money. They can bury you with the money. A endless litigation. Yeah. yeah, and if you're a child and you have your parents leaning on you to like be, you know, a star or whatever, they're probably going to be like, okay, here's some hush money. You know, just don't mention it again. Keep on with business as usual. It's just sad because, like, it's always where there's kids. You know, look at the Boy Scouts. Look at shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know, it's... Dude, the, the Boy Scouts went bankrupt because of this shit. Yeah, exactly. There were, apparently, there's a lot of them fucking kids. Why? What? Well, that's the problem. It's like, what you can't trust... On? You can't trust any of these organizations. Like, it's, it's fucking no. sad. You can't... No. And, and it sucks because, like, I was a Boy Scout growing up, and I didn't have any... I didn't have any, like, creepy dads or anything like that, but I was also, like... I don't know, like all the dads in my Boy Scout uh, troop and whatever, like the Scoutmaster, his kids were in it with me. Like everybody there had kids in there. I feel like if you're, I know this isn't foolproof, but like if some guy's hanging around the Boy Scouts and volunteering and doesn't have kids and shit like that, maybe vet that motherfucker out, you know, just to oh, err on the side of caution. Man, I mean, you you can't, no, yeah, you got to get, that guy's got to go. Well, there's guys that, that will attend meetings and stuff like that because they're Eagle Scouts or they were Boy Scouts or whatever, and they just want to stay involved in the, in the troop no, or whatever. They don't want to stay involved. They want to stay involved in... In boy pussy. Touching, in touching kids. Yeah, yeah, they want boy pussy, and that's what they're doing. They're getting their boy pussy badge, and you got to look out for shit like that, and it's sad because... I, I'm just glad, I don't know, I'm glad I grew up in the area that I grew up in because, like, you know, I was raised Catholic, and I went to, to, you know, our version of Sunday school is called CCD. But um, I was, I, you know, I was doing church stuff the entire time I was growing up. But the guys that were the priests and shit like that, they were like, they were like manly, like they were like men's men. You know what I mean? Like the one, the last one uh, that was, that was there. I think he's still there, but he was just this like red faced Irish guy, like spoke very sternly and, uh, you know, you could just tell, like, I mean, he was always cruising around in a Beamer with, like, a different bitch with him all the time. This dude was not interested in your kids, you know? But, um... Dude, yeah. And then the same thing in the Boy Scouts. Like, when I was in the Boy Scouts, it was just a bunch of southern-ass dudes that were, like, getting their kids together and, like, building cars and going and shooting bows and, you know, just doing cool shit like that. So, like, I got oh. lucky there, but a lot of people, you know, they don't get Apparently. that lucky. In middle America, dude, apparently it was just, it, it was all about fucking banging kids. Yeah, you're right. That, it does seem to be kind of more of a, um, well, actually, no, I can't really say that. I can't really say that. Pedophilia is rampant everywhere. It's everywhere. It's, it's every, yeah, definitely everywhere for sure. Yeah. It's just, it's just fucking creepy. And it's just, again, I know we talk about this all the time, but like, it makes me so apprehensive to, to have kids or whatever the fuck and like have to constantly I'd be worry. All the time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you, I would be paranoid about everybody. And the thing that sucks is like I, people, people are drawn to babies and stuff like that. Like, so if you're in the grocery store, if you're like, you're, you're just walking around with your kid, obviously more often than not, it's going to be girls that are like, Oh, cute kid, you know, fine, whatever. I'm not really threatened by that. Um, 
But like if a dude's walking up or if a dude's like you can see a dude looking at your kid or some shit like that, I would just be on edge all the time. I'd be like, what the fuck are you looking at, man? Yep. Be fighting yeah, with I this can't... kid strapped to my chest all the time. Yeah, come on. It's out of control. I can't, I can't be into I don't know. like talk. Yeah, why would you wanna there's nothing good about cool about a, a kid. It's annoying. Kids are annoying, dude. <laughs> Like, I don't want to be around kids in a store, even. like. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that either, because it's, it, and it sucks. I feel like an asshole sometimes, but, like, what, whenever you're pushing your cart around, these little bastards will just dart out in front of you, and, like, the last thing you want to do is slam your cart into a kid's head, but, like, you know, you know that if that happens, or if you hit the kid, or if the kid hits you, or something like that, with these asshole parents the way they are these days, dude, they're probably going to be like, what's your problem, man? Like, they're not going to ever admit that their stupid little burden was the reason your cart made contact with it. Well, it's not even that. I get annoyed, like, when Girl Scouts are out there selling cookies. Like, I don't even <laughs> ask. I don't, get the fuck out of here. I'm trying to get some groceries. Dude. You're asking me, do I want to buy cookies? If I want to buy cookies, <laughs> I'll buy cookies. This has been a point of contention with Adam for years, dude. I, I've Adam and I have gone to grocery stores and walked in and out of grocery stores and different places like that um, with these little bastards trying to sell us shit. And every time, Adam's always just like mumbling under his breath. He's like, oh, here we go. These little fucking bitches are going to ask me if I want to fucking spend my money. <laughs> and then... Well, it uh, doesn't make any sense. The, the thing that made me laugh my ass off last time is when we were walking out of King Supers and it wasn't the Girl Scouts, it was the Boy Scouts and they were selling that bunk-ass popcorn that they try to sell. And you were just like, you for like 10 minutes, you just went off on how fucking shitty their popcorn is and how you don't want it. And you... You were you were a dick to that kid. He was like, "Hey, sir," and you were just like, "Nope, nope, nope." You kept walking. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like this is a fabricated story, but no, you stonewalled that kid coming out of King Supers. Well, if, if if this is true, yeah, of course I did. What do you mean what if you it is true? I was there. I saw it. I believe. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Yeah. I don't want to have anything to do with. Like, dude, I'm trying to get my groceries, dude. Yeah, I feel you. All right. That is. I may have smoked some weed. I may have taking an edible i don't want to talk to you i don't want to have to say yes or no i don't want that yeah yeah i just don't want to be hit up for money dude yeah exactly a grocery a grocery store is for groceries not for fucking peddling fucking boy scout shit girl scout shit fucking well my Lions thing club my thing is is like especially in the girl scouts instance their their brand of their brands of cookie they're known worldwide and you're a successful organization why don't you just fucking balls up Get some national distribution and just put your fucking cookies in the store. If they haven't already. I don't know if that's something they do already, but like just do something like that. Don't fucking solicit me when I'm coming in and out of a grocery store or, or a department store or some shit like that. You know, you, the, especially Christmas time, the stupid Salvation Army with the fucking alcoholics swinging the bell back and forth. <laughs> ding, ding. You can smell cheap whiskey on his breath as he's trying to fucking hit you up for a dollar. I hate that shit. Probably pocketing that stuff, dude. Of course he is, dude. The only reason he's got that fucking suit is because it it covers the track marks. Bag of shit, Santa. You look like he looks like he's he's just seen some shit. He he's the guy that's hiding out in kids' houses. He looks like that guy. Yeah, yeah. greasing up, greasing the up the joint. Is, don't be side selling me, dude. When I'm going to a store. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to the grocery store because I want groceries. I don't want to be side sold. Buy fucking your shit over here. So yeah, it's like playing a video game, and they they aggressively try to get you to buy expansions or something like that, or like some kind of stupid uh, 
uh, like bundle pack, you know, like, oh, here's some weapon skins and a new, a new like outfit and shit like this. Now give us 30 bucks. It's like, get out of here, dude. What happened to, what happened to video games? Like what happened to you having to be good at video games to get this shit? I don't want to be able to pay my way into, into having a more, um, fulfilled gaming experience. You know, I miss having to use skill to unlock shit. That's the thing, man. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, but if you've se- if you've seen the migration of it, it's very, it was very subtle, right? At first, it was you know like I don't even know what was the first kind of like well, micro transaction. They, s- they started games. with expansion packs. Like I remember that being yes, a thing. yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So. Battlefield 3, that's a good point. Battlefield 3 had that same thing where the DLC would come out and you'd have to buy those separately unless you had premium uh, Battlefield. Right, yeah. Uh, and yeah, and then it just progressed into we have, what's that fucking? Oh, the, um, uh, what do they call it now? Oh, Fortnite like... or something I'm talking about? What about it? Like now you have Fortnite that's like free, but you buy can buy a bunch of shit. Oh so yeah, freemium games. Yeah, then yeah, that's like kind of the progression. Now you've seen it has progressed into like those types of games too. Yeah, it's but, basically. I mean, yeah, you still have Call of Duty, like you said, and you can buy like skins, chicken skins, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, true. I I they they do a they do a um in my opinion what would be considered a tasteful amount of like if you want certain things like. In terms of weapons overall, you have to be good or you have to like level them up and still to be able to unlock shit, to be able to unlock certain perks and certain um, mm-hmm. um, attachments and shit for your weapons. I like how they do it that way. And if you if they come out with a skin that you like, they're not hitting you for an arm and a leg, you know what I mean? And, and also you can earn in-game currency that you can spend on that shit. You don't necessarily have to spend your own money. I think Call of Duty does it in a very tasteful way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I would agree because I mean anything you buy doesn't affect like any of your abilities or skills in the game. Right. Whereas like a game like aesthetics, you know, so exactly. Whereas like a game like GTA, you're, I mean, obviously you can, you can put like 40, 50 bucks into buying those overpriced shark cards or whatever. And you can buy shit that just makes it to where it's unfair to try to fight you in that game. Um, I know that because I've done that, but that's the thing. A franchise like GTA, something that I've been playing since I was a kid and will continue to play as long as I have working hands, um, I don't mind putting money into stuff like that because it's basically like you buy the game once, you get you get like, I mean, look at GTA 5. I'm getting like over half, like well into a decade worth of uh, gameplay out of it. So I don't mind throwing money to them here and there to keep the game alive and to keep certain aspects about it fresh. Know what I'm saying? It's still, a, it's still a viable game. That's why, dude. Right, right. But that's the thing. If I see these these companies not putting any effort into it, like a lot of these mobile gaming, uh, stupid platformers and and RPGs and shit like that, where you, it's basically all these guys recycled the same framework for one game, and they just put a different theme over it. You know what I mean? It's 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 stupid, and people spend so much money on it, and these companies are making so much money on it that like. Why do you think from a creative standpoint, do you really think that like because it's working and because they're getting a bunch of money, they're going to have the inclination to try harder to bring you a better game? No, they're going to give you the same shit if you keep paying for it. 
They're not mm-hmm. they're not respected fucking game developers. But they may I mean look at fucking how much Handy Crush has made. I know, I, I just don't understand it, dude. It's it's all the fucking bright lights and the tactile. That's not even, yeah, that's sense not even a complex like, game. No, not at all. It's the tactile sensation of like the phone vibrating and you popping a bubble and like just the gratification of seeing a bunch of them pop at once. It's kind of like you can equate it to uh, Tetris, how you build up a certain amount of blocks and then when you throw that little straight piece in the side, it clears away like four or five rows. You feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. You know, it's that same thing, but people just fall for the same shit over and over again, dude. And I just do not get it. Little adrenaline dumps, basically. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're very right. It's like um, you're like spot treating your um, your lack of fulfillment. I guess is the best you're doing way. Doing maintenance, adrenaline, dude. Yeah. So let's see here. Um, I've got another. Is this Mark Levin? I skipped a couple of um, articles. I don't fucking know. I skipped a couple of articles to come to this this, uh, article right here. This is something I read this morning, and you and I I have talked about the uh, homeless epidemic in downtown Denver, so I figured it was only appropriate to bring up what uh, Seattle, or I mean what uh, San Francisco is going through right now. So apparently, apparently, um, what went down recently, I'm just trying to make sure I've got all these stupid videos lined up ready to go um i'm gonna pause this real quick before i get into this video but basically what's going on is um there was a 300 percent increase in um like tents and shanty towns and stuff like that in uh in san francisco and it was like it's seemingly like overnight and so now like all the all the citizens and, and the residents and shit like that are freaking out about it and they want the city to do something to clean it up essentially. But there's still no word on whether or not they're gonna they're gonna do shit. Well, it, yeah. Probably because there's some kind of constitutional argument or something, but Well, yeah, yeah I think I think you're hundred percent right. Um but that's, that's the thing the same battle they face in Denver. Like, I work right in downtown where there's, I, which you've been around there when, remember we'd like leave the parking garage? Right. And you see there's tents set up all over the place. Yeah, exactly. Well, not only that, but just like when I'm waiting for you to get out and shit like that, I'll be standing out there smoking a cigarette or whatever. Like if I'm on the edge of where the building starts, like right before you go up that escalator, there's, there's always like a gathering of homeless people right there. And it's like... Most of the time, it's those the ones that we especially hate, like the fake, um, the fake early twenties homeless kids that are like basically just, you know, they're basically they're thirst trapping on the corner for whatever you're you're willing to give them. They're baiting those donos, and um, they're not actually homeless. I mean, they they don't take showers and they they fucking beg you for your money and they look like they're homeless, but. They're never really like dirty, like their skin's never really dirty, their clothes are, but like their skin, they look like they're taking showers. And these assholes are just driving into the suburbs and going to their parents' house. They're not they're not working real jobs. And it's sad cuz they blend in with the actual homeless, but like those are the ones I encounter the closer I get to like where you work. Yeah, piss me off. Yeah, man, it's it's weird down there, dude. And there's like these restaurants, I mean, you can go get like to get some good food and then you get back on 16th Street. Remember when, like, we'd go down to the comedy shows and walk back on 16th? It was always a 
like this is supposed to be a main strip like for tourism and it's a fucking homeless like just filled with homeless shenanigans yes that's the best way to put it it's homeless shenanigans just some guy some guy stumbling down the sidewalk fucking with a bottle of Boone's farm try the wine yeah dude as another gentleman pulls his shirt over his head and starts hitting him like a hockey player I will be happy when uh, all this virus shit passes so that we can... I, I just kind of like... If I witness one good homeless fight a year, it gives me something to talk about. And I, I, I don't know. There was something about witnessing that one and just seeing how people's uh, how people reacted to it. Like, everybody was enthralled. And, like, of course, people were grabbing for their phones. But there was that stupid little bitch that just kept yelling for someone to stop it. It's like, you go stop it if you want it to stop so badly. It's two men working out an issue... Shut your fucking mouth. You don't understand what's going on out here. Just some stupid little teenage bitch with her leg in a stupid brace. I wanted to, I wanted to push her out in front of the fucking trolley. Just annoying. Quit, quit yapping while I'm enjoying the fight. I know. We're trying to spectate here and, like, and just take it in. And it wasn't even a crazy fight. It was two guys that were clearly annoyed with each other. They were working it out. You know, it happens. Yeah, they were sorting it out and it got sorted out. And it looked like the homeless guy deserved to have his ass kicked. He was fucking with the other guy. The other guy had had it because the police don't do shit about the homeless people that fuck with the uh, pedestrians. So the guy fucking had it. He turned around. He gave him a couple of good ones and pushed him off. That was it. He just pushed him off of him. The dude rolled out into the street and the kid just kept walking. Right. It wasn't a big deal. Yeah, he, he just walked and just blend, just eventually blended into the crowd. He, he, he did the prestige. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to play this video real quick. Area of San Francisco. Since January, the number of tents and makeshift structures has exploded by nearly 300% in the Tenderloin neighborhood. By the way, take a look at that footage and know that we shot it just yesterday. The University Damn. of California Hastings College of That's the so Law annoying. and a group of Tenderloin residents and businesses have filed a lawsuit not to seek financial damages but to force the city to clean it up. They say the city left them to deal with blocked sidewalks and roads with no wheelchair access, garbage, <laughs> drug activity, and even human waste. Not to mention the fear of infection based on a lack of social distancing. Now the San Francisco mayor has rolled out a plan to help address the problem. The plan includes moving some people to a designated area that already contains dozens of tents, enforcing social distancing by closing oh. streets and leaving six feet between tents on sidewalks, increasing access to wash stations, how are you going to enforce any of that? First it's off, not gonna, it's not first. It's no, in it's, a, it's in a huge city where the cops have enough to worry about. Cops, cops in big cities have enough to worry about with just general crime and shit. But to try and enforce a three hundred percent increase in homeless activity and like all this other horse shit, like you saw that there there were there was an ocean of tents up and down the sidewalk in front of businesses. That's just that's unacceptable. And it's also unacceptable, like, like how, how the fuck does such a wealthy city consider moving the problem a viable option? You know, like, I'm not saying you have to give all of these people houses and, and shit like that right away, but I mean, at least maybe some, some open tenement buildings, build more tenement buildings, anything like that. I'm not saying these people have to live in opulence, but like, at least have some sort of, of living establishment established with the state to where like a homeless guy can walk up, you know, give some information, secure a place to live. 
and clean up these areas. I mean, you can't tell me that the, that San Francisco doesn't have the money to do something like that. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, that's a very good point. I mean, we have some of the richest people in the world, some of the richest companies in the world, right? Um, have headquarters there. You know, uh, it's a IT area. I mean, come on. It just doesn't make any sense. It's it's again, again, it's a it's a prime example of how how far we've fallen from the American ideal that you can There's come here a, and and make yeah. a life for yourself. And it's That's such a large gap, dude. That's why it, it's it's such a large disconnect from. I mean, to get a home in San Francisco, dude, like the size of the house, say you live in, mm-hmm. is worth a couple million dollars. Right. Yeah. And I, I, mean, I that's imagine out, that's outrageous. It is yeah, absolutely. But I'd imagine, you know, I mean, like you said, with that's the thing with money and shit like that, when you put a shitload of money and you centralize it in one place, along with all these companies um, that are successful the world over and shit like that, it doesn't matter if it's a fucking cracker box or a mansion, you know, there's going to still be a massive boom in property value. And, and this is an issue. I mean, I'm not, and another thing to consider, another thing to consider is the fact that like, you know, there, there is a, a percentage of homeless people that want to be homeless, um, due to whatever ideologies that they subscribe to. Um, you know, a lot of people just kind of want to drop out of society and, uh, live their own way. And I completely respect that. And I would, I would say, well, that's a separate category. Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying those people generally aren't the ones um, that are out in the public view. You know, they're not no, going to be. No, Richard, we've seen these people out there. It's none of those people. It's the people who have mental disorders coupled with drug and alcohol addiction. Right, right. You and know, that's what really it is. They don't want, they, a lot of them just are so hooked on drugs and have terrible mental disorders. They, right. they want to just live in that. and they and. A lot of them are given the option to, you know, you can get into kind of like a halfway house situation or anything, but they would have to stay sober, dude. And it's a lot of, you know, untreated mental issues coupled with, like I said, the, you know, drugs and alcohol. Right, right. That's that's obvious. When we see him, Rick, we're like, okay, this guy is. Yeah, obviously impaired somehow. Yeah, it's it's extremely obvious. Right, exactly. He's impaired to some degree, like. Whether it be through a substance abuse issue or just a fucking, you know, a psychological well, imbalance. It's probably both. It's probably both. He's drunk and he has like some schizophrenia, like some. Right. Well, yeah, most of the time those people are self medicating. Because I, right, exactly. And like those are things that you could probably treat, you know, and be a, to contribute to society to a certain degree. But yeah, man, it's, it's so bizarre out there with that situation i mean i don't know what the homeless people are doing in denver now oh dude yeah who knows who's giving them any money there's no one there well also are the we need to we should find out like if if the police are enforcing certain certain social distancing bullshit like if they're because i mean i feel like that's the only popular those are the only people down there that the police have anyone to police well can you enforce it though well, that's the thing. I mean, that uh, that raises another question. Is it question. constitutional to enforce it? Well, that's the thing. Is it constitutional to enforce stay-at-home orders when when people need to get right. back to work? Um, th- that can be a, that can be applied across the board. And you know that that brings into the question like, uh, 
you know, how serious is this virus? Um, how, how likely are you to contract it and spread it? If you go back to work, if you take certain precautions, it's just, there's so much about this situation that is raising all these questions and, and really making us look at certain, I mean, certain constitutional rights we've given up, um, in the, in the name of, uh, personal safety. Sure. And sure. I mean, well, I mean, but here's the issue and I'm sorry to interrupt, but no, you're you know, not. <laughs> no, you're right. Um, <laughs> but like it, it's not a matter of the, this is the reason being it's a virus. Like that is the causal factor, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not because it's like, this is whether, it, you know, cause you look back at nine 11, did you see, you know, Never you forget. saw that, that tightening of, surveillance you know the patriot act things like that well that's a that's around the same time that the nsa was starting to be acknowledged as the entity that they were because for the longest time they weren't even acknowledged as a government entity <clears throat> well that is the beginning of the of technology progression that became very very rapidly exponential mm -hmm. but yeah geared you know, towards surveillance down of civil liberties dude and even in this situation i get it we have to stay home, but that's where the constitutional debate enters. Well, the right to protest is something that you technically really can't um, restrict. Right, under any circumstance. Yeah, I mean, they'll try to, you can argue with like habeas corpus and things like that, but uh, it's ultimately you have to have that right regardless. And I get it if they have protests, but they've even tried to have protests where everyone's in their vehicle and those got in trouble. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, yeah. it's very, it's a very interesting thing to watch play out because another, another thing that we're seeing is um, a lot of states, a lot of the state's governors are starting to like kind of find out, where their reach stops and like how far their reach actually extends in certain circumstances. Well, and it's a test, dude. That's what I'm saying. This is a test of constitutionality, dude. Yeah. If you give them an inch, they're going to take a mile. Okay. That is what is going to happen. Right. We have to be cognizant of our civil liberties because they get chipped away every fucking day. Right. Free speech, you know, barely exists. And we're, but we are more fortunate than other countries. In Canada, if you say some fucking free speech shit, they might fucking, you might go to jail or might get, you know, sued. Yeah, that's another um, thing too. Know, yeah. Not like, and that's not, I'm not saying you get sued like in the sense that, um, for saying like, oh, something, but it's for, no, right. Not for something libelous or slanderous. Right, it's, right, 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 right. Yeah. Like something that would fall under our confines of free speech. Yeah. You yeah. Know? They can get sued. There's comics that have gotten sued for hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's disgusting. For free speech shit. But this is, you have to slow and, uh, well, I was going to say something, but <laughs> it's not, well, I was going to say retard the the progress of something. Right. So I'm, not, I'm not referring to like that other definition of Like it, retarded but, people? <laughs> no, but you have to retard <laughs> the progression of those uh, scraping up of our civil civil liberties because it's good. It, it either way, it's going to try every the the government machine 
maybe unknowingly is consistently going to try to gobble up over to just your your freedoms it, right. they need to right I mean, well look at how many things uh stayed you know like the whole patriot thing look at how many of those things just stayed a normal part of our everyday american life like like just we can be we can be surveilled for any thing like regardless of whether or not we're doing anything wrong we're constantly being surveilled they can do it with impunity and that's that right there is such a blatant um uh disregard for our our constitutional rights you know for just you know just we you if you if you're not even allowed to have peace of mind how free are you really you know yeah. it's well dude yeah for sure and it's how many like, of these things well, are going to carry over once the virus is gone how many of these fucking uh that weird is legislations the question I'm saying how much this is the problem we have to fight those those pushes at every cost but people are, are people are too eager to get back to work no one's gonna organize no one's gonna fight these these fights people People are are trying to protest it. I'm saying right, I'm not they're, saying they're right, but I think the wrong people are out there well, protesting. You, well, that's a whole different discussion. We've seen but, that. You know, the intelligent but, people aren't out there protesting for the most part. Right. But you look at New York City just said, "Hey, we're not going to let you to protest right now." Yeah, that's that's pretty that. that's pretty crazy. That. That's going to set legal precedents now. Right. Like there's going to be a lawsuit of some sort because of that. Well, it's just a so massive it's overreach. It's exactly. It's a massive overreach and it has to be checked. I completely agree. There's I mean, that's the thing though. It's going to be interesting to see who um who comes out uh looking like the good guys versus who comes out looking like the bad guys at the end of this whole thing. Um it's going to be very it's going to be very interesting to see and observe the the corona virus delay or uh whole this whole wave of bullshit like in hindsight it's going to be very uh eye-opening and if it's not then there's a problem if, if some fundamental changes don't come out of this then we're just doomed as a as a planet and as a race of humans i feel like well there's pr yeah you're right there's pros and there's cons to be plucked out of this that you have to be aware with like okay well, so what we saw is hey maybe people can work from home and this is not for everyone i'm not saying right. We need to, you know, businesses need to be open, but I'm saying big companies that have these huge buildings that they need to staff people in, yeah, you know, at an exorbitant amount of money and like energy wasted in these buildings. It's a huge cost cut and, and lowered emissions from the commutes and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's a lot of silver linings there. Right. You can cut probably 60% of your workforce can now work from home and they've done the productivity studies already. We and have two yes. months of data to show how pro productivity has decreased or increased. Right. So if it becomes viable to a company, they're going to say, gee, I, I will, I can speak. I not the company I work for, but I know extremely large companies that have shifted their whole business plans. We're talking, I'm talking nation, nation size, like all across the, the country, you know, these companies yeah. uh, have, made the business decision going forward to basically reduce their not they're not gonna they're not laying off anyone but right. they are going to take away huge multi-level buildings they're walking away from cool good i, I i'm all for yeah. that i yeah and but what we're gonna see if you're into finance here uh you know commercial 
real estate is probably going to take one of the biggest. I mean, I'm look, obviously I'm not some fucking, I don't have a crystal ball because that's a pretty, but naturally you're right. There is going to be a decline. In the, yeah. Well, it's just an obvious conclusion. I'm not blowing anyone's brains. Yeah. Saying that commercial real estate's going to plummet. Well, I don't know shit about real estate, but that's, that's pretty obvious that that's how, that's how it works. You know, we if you a huge, yeah, commercial real estate. I mean, there's a lot of money in commercial real estate. Well, of course. And now we're going to see a huge reduction. So, you know, you're going to, you have to think, okay, these big cities have these big skyscrapers. How are they going to fill them? Because, you know, these large companies are now staffing the majority of their employees from home. Well, in that case, I mean, the Why, only, we're the only rule out skyscraper. Well, the thing is, is like the only viable option then would be: is it possible to hire? Maybe this is something where, like, you know, the government would or the state government would get involved and like kind of come up with uh, a way to allocate resources to have these buildings like taken down in a certain respect or like maybe maybe condensed i guess if that's a possibility with skyscrapers can you deconstruct it and make it smaller and make it more um uh i guess and make it more viable in terms of like what the demand for those buildings are going to be now yeah i don't know these are good questions i don't know but you know that's not a place you want to be invested in right I mean, necessarily that's not my advice but i would say that maybe not in commercial real estate but Residential real estate, I'll tell you, you know, that may be a growing market. Yeah. Re interest rates are extremely low, like basically free. And, you know, if you can buy a house, you might get a good deal right now. Maybe, or if you wait even longer, though, you might see prices go down even more so. Yeah. So it could be a good buying potential. Yeah, my only fear with this whole thing is uh, um, a potential for another housing crisis like we had in 2008. Oh, well. Because of the fact that people are getting these. There's, you don't have to worry about it. It's going to happen to a certain degree for sure. Right. Yeah, I guess, I mean, in terms of um, trends and things like that, I mean, that's just an inevitability. I mean, there's always going to be a crash. There's always going to be a spike. There's always. Sure, sure. But it's compounded by the fact that we basically can't go anywhere yeah so that sped up whatever reaction it was the catalyst obviously but you're going to see a much more rapid sense of it right i think and another thing that we can always count on no matter what is that there will always be a baloney boy baloney girl <laughs> That's right. This week's baloney boy is in fact a baloney girl. And I've talked shit about these people before, but I I never miss an opportunity to talk shit about them under any circumstance. So, here we have another no talent run of the mill fucking overly Surgic, surgified, knife-faced bitch yelling and, and or she's not really yelling, but she's like freaking out because her OnlyFans stopped donating amidst the coronavirus pandemic and now she can't pay her rent. So this is, uh, what's her name? 
Her name is Billy Beaver. Okay, so first of all, gross. Um, not a very appetizing name. Second of all, um, I just want to take a minute to just tear up what this bitch looks like. She she is uh, very gross looking in the face. Has like she's done this weird thing with her eyebrows and her lips are like overly inflated to where it just looks unnatural and weird. It's just this. This same old like run of the mill, her body's starting to kind of give out on her and you can tell. So she's trying to chase it with like these, these elective surgeries. Clearly there's some fake boobage going on, which that's just par for the course um, with these people. But she's on this, she's on these social media platforms freaking out because she has, um, I guess she has 113,000 Instagram fans and she supports herself by posting adult content on um, OnlyFans, which is a subscription-based website. Um, she's on here crying because she can't pay her rent any longer. She's 27 years old, charges $12.99 a month for access to her pictures, and makes extra money through tips and requests. But jobless fans can no longer afford to follow her, which, good. I I hate that this is a market in the first place. Like, If you want to go out and 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 you want to, I guess have an interactive sexual experience without there being any real conclusion, I guess, without you giving yourself the conclusion, go to like a strip club or something like that. Keep the money in the local economy. You know what I mean? Go, go because it's actually, not only is it an actual, like you're, you're putting the money back in the local economy, whatever, but you're, you're, there's more tactile sense to it. You know what I mean? Like you're not, you're not getting anything for what you're, what you're, paying for with this broad like you're just getting what naked pictures oh cool i get to see some some beat up surgical tits i can see that anywhere yeah. for free go on pornhub what are you doing yeah and she, and not only that but like she, this is just not even like she's not even interesting looking dude she's no, no she's no just look at this she's just run of the mill her face is just very like she just looks like she got hit a lot like maybe she's been punched in the cheeks a few times, but then again, that could be surgery. That could be surgery too. Maybe she put something weird in her cheeks. She looks like an alien. I'm not attracted to this person. No. That being said, I'd still fuck her. Don't get me wrong. I was just about to say the exact same thing, but we're yeah, stone cold feminists here and we're calling you out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's she's just, I don't know. There's nothing special about her. I mean, look at this picture, first of all. I don't, the her her boobs are super um fake and they're ultra veiny and i don't mind a good veiny breast like don't get me wrong i like some good old-fashioned heavy hanging boobas but like the fact that these are so clearly fake and they're veiny it makes it look like she's got a she's got two alien foreheads protruding out of her chest or just sit there in silence <laughs> <laughs> fucking asshole <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, it. I wouldn't, yeah, they kind of look like bizarre droplets. Yeah, yeah, like, and they're not, they're not even perfect. Like, you can't even say that they're, like, perfectly shaped or anything. They just look weird. They're symmetrical and weird. But let's, uh, they, let's. Yeah, they're not, they're not, a, they, yeah, whatever, it, the, the way they're constructed is just not attractive. It's the bottom one. Right. Let's get into this video real quick. And uh, this is just annoying. I hate this woman so much. It'd be really nice if these fucking stupid news sites would um would load when they're supposed to. I fucking hate news sites 
that don't post their videos on Facebook. They try to embed them in these articles. The fake crying too is what kills me. She's not fucking crying. She's wiping dry fingers across a mascara eye to make it look like it's smearing. This bitch is so fucking fake. Like, oh. I'm losing subscribers on, on OnlyFans. Like, that's my main source of income. Like, I can't pay my rent anymore. Good. I can't, like, work and, like, and even if I was to go back to work, like, what am I supposed to do? Like, go work in a strip club, which they, they're all closed down as well. See, they're that's her closed, only like, fucking recourse is relying on that piece of shit body. Close yep. to somebody because of social distancing, so I and I have like I've got nothing else going for me. Like I have no other talent. Like I've got nothing else. I exactly. can't dance. I can't sing. I can't do anything. So like I don't understand like what I'm supposed to do. Fucking kill yourself. They really just don't know. What she to goes do. out of camera just right there. Everything to go back to normal. I so bet. I bet it's still like only- there's onions or something over there that she's like. Oh, like into her eyes, or it's clove oil. It's something, yeah. It's something that makes her eyes water. She kills over there a little bit, and I feel like she's pushing that, like drafting that into her eyes or something. Yeah, you're right. I'm gonna scroll it back again because I think you're exactly right. When she comes back, her eyes water a little bit. You gotta go back farther. No, you're totally right. I don't. No, you're right. I don't have to kick it back because you're right as soon because she wasn't crying at the beginning of the video but as soon as she leaned over and did whatever she did because the camera didn't change the camera didn't shake she wasn't adjusting anything she leaned over to do something really quickly and i think you're right because when she sits back down then you can see real tears all of a sudden mm-hmm. what a fake fucking phony bitch dude well, i am yeah. so happy that this is happening to her and i hope that i hope that not only can she not find work on the internet anymore i hope every fucking strip club she goes to if she tries to if she tries to audition i hope every single one of them says you're too old or something like that i just want i want her to be broken down even more i hate these leeches this is a leech person and guys stop giving these women money what are you fucking doing you're you're putting money in to see some fucking broads tits you have the internet dude you not only that go the fuck outside and meet somebody in real life dude i don't know maybe this is sitting weird with me because i've I've never had trouble like if i want to go get laid i can go get laid and i feel like everyone on this planet can too mm-hmm. you know maybe you have a confidence issues maybe you have self-image issues whatever you can you can face those issues head on work on them go outside be vulnerable don't be afraid to be vulnerable and don't, don't be a creep either that's another thing like don't mm-hmm. don't fucking be that's weird you know, I just, I'm just sick of this shit. Like, and then you're going to sit here and fake cry and try to bait donos more. You're over here thirst trapping for your stupid she's, fucking OnlyFans with your gross alien frame. Yeah, she's a thirst trap. That's, that is her job is to be a thirst trap. But is she in England or something? She ain't, she ain't in America. Is she? No, no, no. She, and she, yeah, you're right. She, there was a heavy accent there. It sounded like she could be in the UK or Australia, which, um, yep, I agree. Yeah. It's, it go, it'll go either way. So my thing is though, is like, all right, look, you want to, you, you clearly can't think outside of the sex trade. She said that her only other options, you know, were fucking strip clubs and shit like that. She, that's, if that's all her, if that's all her mind is capable of, how about you start giving as good as you get? How about you go out there and you start fucking, you, you start letting a guy with means 
start treating your face like a pussy, you know, instead of just teasing them online and shit like that. You want to go deep, go deep. You know, you want to keep making that money, then actually make the fucking money. I have no, I have nothing against prostitution or anything like that. I feel like it's a very viable industry. It's something that can be taxed and, and made safe for the public. And it's not even a question of like whether or not there's enough desperate people out there to use it, but it's like there's enough people out there that just want to do the act, get it over with and go on about their day that, you know, if this is all you're, you're capable of, clearly you can't think outside the box or you can't think outside your own box. Start fucking selling it. How about yeah, that? I mean, th this individual clearly has the ability to do other things as well. She just won't. This person has no work ethic. Right. You're exactly right. Is she just chooses not to. And this is not someone who's disabled in any sense. But no, except um, for up in the up in the mind. <laughs> yeah, I would agree. You know. It's fucking it, it sucks. Yeah. It just sucks because like I'm I'm all for the liberation of women and, and I'm all for gender or gender equality. But it, it's like these people oh yeah, yeah, sorry, hold on. We're stone cold feminists here and we're calling you out. But I feel like I feel like people like this, people like this just just hold hold women back. And I'm not saying like you can't go and do with your body what you will, but don't don't show up all of a sudden awestruck that people can't afford to support you anymore because you show them your tits, you simplistic fucking nobody. It's it's just frustrating. And I feel like this type of shit's frustrating for for real women in general because it's kind of like when it's kind of like if you and I were to protest some of the things that we have issues with, if you and I went down to the state Capitol and we were like, Hey, we don't like certain, um, certain, uh, issues that are going on currently with like the virus or whatever, like whatever, ha what, what have you, we could guarantee that as two dudes down there picketing, you know, some asshole right winger or some fuck boy religious idiot is going to show up and try to attach their cause or something like that. It's the same thing. This bitch right here is fucking up um the liberation of women essentially and it's just the same thing that we see from state to state where like these idiot neo-nazis show up they attach their message to whatever protest is going on or or the religious right whatever the fuck have you they attach their cause and of course the media is going to gravitate towards that they're going to they're going to put that on the fucking center stage instead of whatever it is that you're picketing for regardless of how pure the the idea might may be yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It it's none too dissimilar than that, you know. Yeah, it's it, she. I yeah, she should be able to do something else. Also, if she wants to make money, if she can make money doing this, more power to you. Fine, whatever you got to make money doing this. But if the well yeah, whatever. runs dry, the fucking well runs dry. Okay, exactly. What is my that question? Is full stop. The yeah, well ran dry. Do something else. My question is, what do you think is going to happen to you? Do you think, does she think her body is going to just like hold up forever? Like, is there no contingency plan past her, her late twenties? Like, does she think some guy is going to want to support some fucking knife knifed up bitch into her late forties and stuff like that? It, it's just, it's ridiculous, man. Like the, the fact that this is the industry that it is, and you know, this, you know, this chick probably doesn't know how to do like how to like set money aside. She's, she doesn't realize like that. She's Obviously she doesn't Richard. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. And, I, and I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming that she made a ton of fucking money because guys are just dumb as shit. And there's enough of them out there that will pay to see 
some gross bitch say their say whatever their screen name is on camera for like 20 bucks a pop it's 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 just there's enough of them out there that like these these idiots this is what we're creating this is what men are creating we need to be breeding out these types of people this this bitch has no fucking business on planet earth if if she can't think outside the the box I, i agree but we both just said we would definitely fuck her well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't, I don't mind that. I'd still fuck her. I mean, that, but that's the thing. If your primary function is just to create friction, what else are you doing on here? What are you, what are you doing in the planet? Thirst trap, dude. Yeah, I just want to like, I, I, I know for a fact, like I've, I've grown up. I grew up in in Myrtle Beach. There's a, there's a shitload of uh, strip clubs, and you know, there's no shortage of shortage of prostitutes or sex shops. You see a lot of people like this. And they, they, in their youth, they go from like waitressing to bartending to being a drink girl or a shot girl at a strip club or something like that. And then they start stripping. And then, you know, generally what happens is like some kind of drug dependency or substance abuse uh, issue makes it snowball. Then all of a sudden you're sucking off guys in the champagne room. And then sooner or later you wind up in a sleazy motel with some fucking guy pushing your face into a pillow going. You can get a doggy style. You can get a ling on your side. Those are your only choices. This is my house and I get the same. And that's it. You get paid. You go home. But this is, it's just sad. It's just sad that this is where we are in society, that we have this happening. This bitch is almost 30 years old and she's over here crying like a teenager because people won't give her money for doing nothing. (laughs) But actually, I'm kind of wrong because she actually posted a, um, an update to this whole thing because of course she took a ton of uh, backlash when she posted that video, but it looks like now there are online sugar daddies that have been helping her pay her bills course dude pay pigs it just it these people aren't going to learn anything we're not teaching them anything why do we live in a world where it's just okay to to allow people to do nothing like i feel guilty sometimes when when we get when we get donations for the show sometimes i feel guilty because i know that no one listening has a ton of money none of us are 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 super well off so when somebody sends me money or, or something like that for the show, there's a small factor of guilt in there because all we're doing at the end of the day is sitting here having the conversation. But we we put work into what we do and seeing people like this just be supported for being a dumb bitch, it, well, it makes me feel a little less guilty. Let's go into the thirst trap. Start thirst trapping, dude. I wish, dude. I mean, honestly, and that's another thing too. I have to remind myself sometimes that um, you know, I, I have a lot less shame than most people I feel like. So, you know, if I could get away with it and I could, I could use my looks if I were like a female, obviously this doesn't really work well for men, but if I were a female, even if I were just like a half decent looking six, you can get away with fucking making thousands of dollars on the internet, just showing off your box and showing your fucking bubas. I would do it, dude. I would absolutely 100% be up in that. Be- yeah backing into doorknobs fucking <laughs> trying to see trying to see how far down i could take the the bedpost you know <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how that's different from your life today but go ahead oh well the only difference would be i'd be using a vagina instead of an asshole <laughs> <laughs> we're stone cold feminists here and we're calling you out <laughs> word them up yeah man hit it yeah i think i'm about ready to uh have me a ciggy how are you feeling about that yeah, I'm down with a cigarette. 
Hell yeah. Well, thank you guys for uh, joining us for another installment of the Brass Tax Podcast. It's been our pleasure. Hey, I don't want to bring this up, but I'm going to bring it up. Um, what? Can we get a gauge on people if people would want posters? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. I'll, I'll send out a little something-something. Um, yeah, if you guys want posters, we're actually thinking about having uh, posters made for the Escape from Denver 2020 minigame. Limited that we- edition. One run. Okay, sure. Um, so we're, we're going to go ahead and have those developed and everything like that. So if you if you want a poster or um, if you're interested in that, just let me know through any of our social media accounts. We are The Real Brass Tax on Instagram, uh, Brass Tax Podcast on Facebook. Um, and also you can email us at therealbrasstax at gmail.com. Also, that being said, I'm sending out stickers this week. So if you want a sticker, I'm sending them out for free. So again, just contact me with your mailing information uh, through any of the aforementioned uh, venues in which you can get in contact with us. And uh, that being said, you guys have a great weekend and uh, stay safe and uh, go fuck your mother. Again, I have to just go back eating ass. We, we cannot, I guess, not, I mean, whatever. If you want to eat ass, this is, that's your civil liberty. That is your right <laughs> as an American to eat ass. So if you want to do it, you do it.